that title card's getting pl- pretty bloody. Yeah, I love yeah, it. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to reset between seasons, or they might as well just paint it red and start over. You know, maybe they should paint it red and start over. Hmm. JJ, let's talk about houses. Hello. Hello. JJ's here. It's me. Michael's here. Hey, everybody. We are all here to talk about leveling up in the homeowner's minute. Yeah. Is your yard a pile of rubble? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the backyard is is a wasteland. Um, the yeah. the I mean, wasteland, the, like you hired Mad Max to do your yard. I mean, I don't know. He, Mad Max could probably work a full day, gets a lot of stuff done. I bet, no problem. I bet you, yeah. As um, long as there was gas in him in it for the end. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no there's no guzzoline uh, to be had here. So, <laughs> uh, but I yeah, had the, to. Uh, oh, can I can I derail you for a second? I. I have a movie playlist of music in my car that I often play when driving alone. Um, and it's a lot of, a lot of different genres of music, but, uh, my oldest can read. And the song that came on was from Mad Max. Hmm. Uh, and she read Mad Max and she said, that's a pretty car. Dad, what's Mad Max about? I said, uh, a man drives a car that people want to steal, so he protects a bunch of other people to get gasoline. Oh, see, the question is, like, are you trying to describe the plot of Mad Max the original, or are you trying to describe the plot of Fury Road? Uh, it was from Fury Road, so I described Fury Road. Because I don't uh, think you described the plot of Fury Road. I, I kind of mixed that and Road Warrior a little bit. Uh, and then she asked if he was a superhero, and I said, yeah. And she said, so he had to protect people. Mm, ooh, yeah. So hard, he had to protect people. Well, and then, then I said, yes, he had to protect these couple of um, ladies. Why were they running away? Oh, well, uh, a bad man was trying to get them. I, it was very hard to stay off of to- the topics of, in general, the Mad Max franchise. <laughs> shouldn't really. I mean, you kind of opened the can of worms there by actually attempting to factually answer what the Mad Max is about. Yeah, I don't like you know? lying. No, I'm not saying you should lie. I'm just saying that, you know, it's an adult movie with adult themes. And <laughs> yes, it's very I hard understand. to talk around. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. know what you can do here. You're kind of about, stuck. It's about a guy named Max, and he's mad. Well, yeah, we had to discuss, why is he angry? And it's like, no, mad's another word for crazy. Yeah. He's also angry, though. He's very angry. (laughs) In many, many cases, he is very angry. And he should be. If you haven't seen the original Mad Max, you would have. Yes. You should go watch it and then understand why, but not around your children. And by original Mad Max, you mean Road Warrior, right? Uh, You you don't like the original Mad Max? Isn't the original movie called Road Warrior? No, there's Mad Max. Then there's the Road Warrior, which is Mad Max 2. Then there's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I always get road. those two confused. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, the Road Warrior is Mad Max 2. Okay, I thought it was the other way. You're right, then. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mad Max has the best scene in in almost any movie where he changed the guy to the car. He's like, you can't leave me like this. I didn't. Here's a hacksaw. You know? Yeah. Fury Road, honestly. Fury Road's... Look, Fury Road is better than Mad Max. I I will say it outright. Oh, yeah. Uh, But you have to probably have watched Mad Max to enjoy all of Fury Road. I don't think that's true, but I think you definitely enjoy it more if you have, right? I think you also enjoy it more if you've seen the original chase from Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. And sure. then you're like, man, this original chase from Road Warrior really got put on steroids. There's a they guy just, with a flaming electric guitar. <laughs> they just made the whole movie about the chase. Wow, what a concept. <laughs> Uh, you Honestly, know what I'm going to add wow, to the soundboard? <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. I got to add witness me to the soundboard. Oh, you should. That's a good, good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going. It's going on the notes right now. We were talking about yards, so that's good. Uh, yeah, Mad Max would do a good job in your yard. Okay, is it? it what's the timeline here, man? Are, are you in there's trouble? A, there's a pile of dirt in my front yard. In my on my front driveway today. Uh huh. Uh, the backyard had, uh, has no more concrete in it. They took it all out. Uh, the, they were digging trenches for lines for new drainage and for, uh, natural gas today. Oh, they have to move your gas? Uh, if we want to get the barbecue installed, then. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah. That makes sense. Because there's no gas drop there. So that's. Sure. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So they're doing that. Um, not all of that is done because I see random pipes sticking out. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's more work to do, but usually a good sign. You will see some of those pipes sticking out almost all the way until the end of your project because they want to keep them above grade and you can never quite be sure of where that ends. Totally. I like, I'm not worried about it, but like they're sticking up like four feet into the air in some yeah, places, like, yeah, yeah. which is obviously, obviously too not. high. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you don't yeah, want to get fine. stuff in them. So yeah, totally. Like, you don't to just... want to pour concrete down there or whatever accidentally. Yep. Like that's totally reasonable. Uh, I think they said they're pouring this week sometime. I don't know what day specifically because uh, I wasn't listening that hard. I was in a hurry this morning. So. Okay, do do what I didn't do, and you sit out there with a lawn chair while that stuff is setting, and you make sure no little cats or whatever else run across your wet concrete. Yeah, so that's not going to be an option. I'm not going to be home. So, I tell you, you, you good, if this if this was saying you have little of, paw prints, in I'm just saying concrete? if this wasn't the end of a pandemic, I would tell you to call in sick. <laughs> Is are you saying you have paw prints? In yeah, there's little marks, man. It? No one will see them except me, but I know they're there. I see. Stupid raccoons. Hmm. We don't have raccoons. We do. There are neighbors with cats around here, though. Um, That's I so. know. We've discussed. The, I even probably have on this podcast discussed, discussed your cat issues with yeah, your flower yeah. beds, etc. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we joined. It sounded like so much fun to work on your backyard that we joined you in working on our backyard this past weekend. Oh um, wow! That's something no one has ever said. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded fun, and so then you uh, wanted to do more yard work. Shout out to Vu, Andrew, Taylor, Judith, my wife, and everyone else that came to dig dirt and shovel gravel. 
That's a lot of work, man. Uh, yeah, do you remember the last jump the Galactica made? Okay. Where, where the spine of the ship just cracks in half and the whole thing just decompresses in space. Uh-huh. That's what my body feels like happened to it. <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we moved four cubic yards of gravel this weekend in 12 hours. And... Ooh, quite a lot. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, an equal amount of dirt was removed before putting that gravel down. So, Yeah, I want to say when I redid my front yard, it was three cubic yards of wood chips that we got, and that was backbreaking. And we didn't remove anything. We were just adding there. That's... Yeah. Dang. Y'all did some work. We did. We wrecked it. It was great. It's done. Now the landscaper can figure out how to get the pipes through there. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, based on what I saw, they just go and dig it all up, my man. So yeah, uh, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Expect it's, your work to be destroyed. No, no, it's not going to happen for a while. We're this was done to uh, end the weed control issues of that area of the yard, and just ex- uh, yeah. and uh, accept the fact that some work will have to be removed and redone in the longer term. But I think we're. We're so far from doing that area of the yard, considering that, you know, the project list is just silly. It's just silly. Never ending, man. There's always stuff to do. You look at something and you're like, well, we need to redo the stucco. I'm not redoing the stucco until we redo the windows. Okay, well, when we do redo the windows and doors, we're going to have to do some termite repair. When we redo the termite repair, we're going to have to do some stucco. It's just like, it's just a gigantic circle. Yep, yep. We, oh, the stucco is mostly done on the front of our house now. Uh, and it looks much nicer now that it's not like all weird and clumpy and terrible how it looked before. But the paint is completely uneven because they haven't oh, repainted. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just like there's like splotches of white stuff where they were patching the, the stucco. Sure. And then like the other color the house was. And it just looks like someone just like it is a mess. <laughs> Dude, a fresh coat of paint on an old house makes it look like it was built yesterday. You're going to be so it- happy. It already looks so much nicer than it did. Just like walking up the house, the front of the house looks nice compared yeah. with how it looked before. So, all right. Well, time is a flat circle of home repair. If That's... you just ignore all the construction equipment and the giant pile of dirt, yeah, the construction equipment is a good thing. Your neighbors will appreciate it, or you, and you'll appreciate it. Obviously, that's why you're doing it. Yeah. All right. This is a gaming podcast. Right? We Most talk about gaming? I think so. Could, sometimes. Could have fooled me sometimes. Uh, Warzone got a big update. They started season three. And um, it broke my ability to play the game effectively. I get about 20 frames a second. So oh, wow. the last week or so has been experimenting with uh, putting the game on medium to low settings and trying to use NVIDIA filters which I've never done before, so I wanted to ask you guys about this, if you've ever experimented with NVIDIA filters. Um, it's kind of an interesting thing that is... I don't believe AMD does this, uh, but it's like a post-processing overlay that NVIDIA allows. Oh, speaking of overlays, uh, Call of Duty also uh, removed Overwolf, JJ. Oh, okay. It detects if you're running Overwolf and shuts off the game. I guess okay. pe- I guess people were using it to um, 
create save states of the mini map and stuff. So like you can use a UAV to target people on the map and, and know where they are. Right. But that eventually runs out. Well, Overwolf can just sort of remember for you, Mm. you know? Uh, so they've removed that. I thought that was pretty interesting considering, uh, uh, games like Hearthstone basically ask you to run Overwolf. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't ask you, but like you know, you um, get stuff for it. Right? I guess Michael, do you know what Overwolf is at all? No, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I would describe it as an overlay, JJ. Yeah, oh, that's one of the things it can do. So, like, what Overwolf is specifically is like a annoying platform for dumb overlay apps. Uh. It's some of which are good and some of which are annoying. Almost uh, all of which are stupid, except for in Hearthstone, almost, you can use them as a deck counter. Yeah. So Magic has this too, uh, obviously, and I use some of those, but they are individual apps not affiliated with some kind of like platform like Overwolf. But regardless, what it does is it allows you to overlay things on top of the game and therefore do things like... Over, yeah, uh, and, and Overwolf also has the ability built into it to kind of... Uh, generate a screen not a screen capture is the wrong word but it's it's reading your screen through overwolf okay yeah so it can identify things that the game is doing and tell apps about it right maybe apps that you shouldn't be running if you have anti-cheat sure yeah anyway uh jj didn't mean to cut you off no that's you pretty much got it okay uh oh anyway so nvidia filters is a post-processing overlay. So the game looks how it looks, and then NVIDIA says, all right, so what else do you want to do to this before you see it? And it adds Mm -hmm. an overlay of color correction, sharpening, tint correction, clarity correction. So like one of the biggest complaints about that Call of Duty game is that because of the maybe less than ideal rendering quality in the distance, uh, and protecting it from draw and all sorts of other problems. There's a f- very distinct haze in that game over the map. Uh, you can just pull that straight off of there with a clarity overlay from NVIDIA. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, would also advise you that that post-processing ain't free. And yeah, even though it is probably cheaper than the amount of, like, if you turn the settings up, right? Yeah. It's still not free. And you're hitting different parts of your computer using it, depending on, like, what graphics card you have and stuff. Like, you may yeah. be using more CPU to do this as opposed to GPU or whatever, something like One that. One would hope it's CPU because my CPU is fine. Um, I think you're getting GPU frames hit, but it's only about 5 or 10 frames as far as I can tell. And I'm down from pre, pre-patch, I was running about 100 frames. And now I'm down to, like, sometimes chugging in the 30s. And that was before trying this NVIDIA stuff. Uh, it's probably not going to help those issues. You're right. But it at least um, allows me to try and play a little further on the lower end of the spectrum and still try to make the game look a little okay. You know, I mean, it's not gonna... they also do a ton of updates to the game to make it look better because there's no reason to drop like they did. They did. And I, I lowered the textures and everything else. I think that they've created some sort of new lighting and shadow processing feature in the game to try and keep 
they have a punch a, yeah. a lot they have a lot of problems with uh, skins in the game you can't see them in dark shadows some of that problem is you made the skin black don't do that mm-hmm. uh yeah. but the other part of that problem is the shadows get real chunky and blocky in corners and they don't have good lighting effects really and so they've added a ton of lighting effects and they've tried to create some sort of processing of lighting on top of the character skins so that when they go into a corner, they're still somewhat lit. It's not perfect. Skins put onto characters that are black uh, are hard to see in shadows. I don't know. Clear that up. Anyway. Yeah. I My point is that like they added a bunch of this stuff, right? And certainly... You know, if they've changed the rendering model underneath, which it sounds like they have, right? You may now have to be adjusting more drastically some settings, turning down stuff like, you know, distance and LOD. Yeah. And like, if they added ray tracing, you need to turn that the heck oh, off. Oh, yeah, that's way off. Uh, and, you know, I've turned off basically everything I can. I tried to run NVIDIA's optimizer on it. That thing is garbage. It doesn't it, do anything. It tanked me. I was down to like 10 frames in the menus. Don't run that thing. Uh, what a so here's here's thing. what I will say. Here's what I'll say about that thing. Right. Uh, two things. Number one, their optimizer thing doesn't know about patches until their drivers get an update. Right. So okay. if you so if Nvidia's drivers haven't updated for the new Call of Duty patch to add whatever. Okay. Uh, it's probably using the settings for the old one. So oh, it probably just moved all your settings all the way back up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. because it, before you could run it at 100 FPS. And so it was like, let's turn everything up. And so it probably just did that. Right. Yeah. Number one. That's number one. Number two, even when it has all of the settings. Yeah. And has it knows everything about it. It still doesn't do a good job. Almost always you can get more performance than it says. Like just very easily go in and like turn down, you know, uh, anti-aliasing from 8x to 4x and then turn textures up to ultra and it's fine like stuff like that you can make it look much better than their pre-configured settings if you're willing to spend like a little time yeah it's a good it's a good course estimate if you want somewhere to start but know that you need to fine tune it yourself yeah Yeah. or if you just like truly don't care and you just want to play the game it's you can hit that button and it will let you play the game but yeah i would never trust it for like I want maximum enjoyment out of anything. Yeah. I'm doing my best to get this 10 series card to hit a hundred ish frames on a game from the last two years. And it's really not going to do it. I don't think. I mean, when did those cards come out? You know, they were like four years old at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to get my hands at all close to a 30 series, but I don't know. I don't know if we got that in the cards. I mean, not like, you know, immediately, unless you want to start doing, you know, being one of those like sneaker type people that are out there trying to get every version yeah. of, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm hard. sure we could try to get into a discord or something, but I'm not, I'm not desperate yet, but I, I definitely am starting to feel like a 1070 is getting a little long in the tooth. My friends, speaking of uh, games and graphics and all these things, Michael. Yeah. Uh, so I did uh, being, off for an entire week last week. Congratulations. Um, on thank your you. Vacation yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I was that was really nice. Um but 
having a fair bit of downtime in that week, I managed to do a good piece of gaming. Um, so I guess I finished one game and then started two more. Um, so I finished the DLC, the Frozen Wilds DLC on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, okay. Nice. Um, it was hard. We get it. Worth the story ending to, like, do you think Horizon 2 and all that sort of stuff, it was worth what you saw? Yes. So it it the story is good on its own, but in the larger context of the game and moving forward into the sequel, it adds an additional wrinkle to the story that gives them a whole lot of interesting directions that they can go. Oh, okay. Cool. Do you so do you do you really I mean they've they basically now said here's the complete edition, right? We told people to go get it uh yeah. for everybody. Since the complete edition's out there, can they use this DLC without surprising people that played the whole game without playing the DLC? I think so. I think that there's I think that there's a way that they could incorporate the story of the DLC um with its own explanation in the second game without without making people who didn't play the DLC feel like they missed out and without making the people who did play it feel like it's just a retread. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. JJ. So uh, so JJ should play the DLC. Yes. Yeah. JJ, I know you, uh, I know you, you fired the game up and gave it a a shot. Yeah. And I've gotten a little bit farther since, but I'm still, you know, like I haven't gotten to, I'm on some like early quests and I'm uh, a big event has happened, but I'm sure I'm like still in a early area. It feels like for sure. So I climbed a tall metal <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah. Nice. There's a lot of icons on the map, man. It's kind of like there are, stressful. you can, you can turn them off individually. So just, you can decide which ones you want on and which ones you want off. Yeah, I I uh, maybe this is something that I don't understand about how the game works, but I wish you could do multiple quests at once. Is that not a thing? No, uh, you can't. You can't have more than one active quest at a time. What a bummer, man, because like I have the tutorial quest for this new weapon that I have. Yeah, those, and I keep forgetting to equip that stupid quest when I'm in the area with all the monsters I need to fight for that quest. And Those are like, the ones where you really, you really want it to be a thing. Yeah, it was like I, I could do, like I, I've completed this quest five times already. I just didn't have it equipped, and I, I had some other quest equipped, and I did the thing, and it didn't count. And then I'm like, oh god, I equipped the quest, and then by the time I realized that I had killed all of the thing that I needed in that area, it's like oh, I'll do it later, and then like. The cycle continues. <laughs> I, I eventually, because I got tired of going through that loop over and over, I started making it a point to just go off and do tutorial quests on their own rather than trying to work it in as part of doing something else. Because yeah. I would always forget. I mean, just like not do them. Maybe that's the next option too. Maybe There's not also do that. them is the next option. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of stuff, man. I saw, I'm starting to get that like paralyzation that I feel when I play these open big world open games. World games and it's yeah. like, there's too many icons. Eh, yeah. What if I just, I just close this. I was, I was wondering if you'd hit it. I was wondering if that would happen to you because I knew it was not, 
not as open world as some stuff that you've played before, but definitely like not nothing. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Like, I'm enjoying the story that's happening here. I just have to like force myself to stop poking at all this weird side stuff and actually like do the parts that are interesting because it doesn't seem like i'm like the levels are an issue really like it's not that hard to get levels if you do the quests so yeah so one thing that i i did not realize when i first started playing through it there are there are four branches on the skill tree for you to fill out that uh that fourth branch the i think it's the light blue column None of those abilities were available in the original game. Those were all added for the DLC. Oh, crazy. But with the addition of the DLC, if you start a new game, they're available from the beginning. Oh, are they the ones that are like allowing you to like get more parts and harvest stuff and stuff like that? Yes, machine repair. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. I have a couple of those. I didn't realize that they weren't. That's very cool. Yeah. Cool. So it's good. Uh, I think I think it'll help with your your overwhelming map feelings to know that that all of the additional stuff is capped. There's only so much of it to do. It's not procedural. Okay. No. That's good. Nice. Okay. Well, you finished HZD. What's up next? Uh, so I dipped my toes just a little bit into um, Final Fantasy Adventure, which is the first game on the uh, collection of mana. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. right. Because Final Fan- it was released as Final Fantasy Adventure here, but it's actually... Collection of what? Mana 1. It's like Seiken Densetsu 1 or whatever? Yes. Yeah, um, and it is... Uh, so I had never played this one, um, but it is basically like if you were to take the original NES um, Legend of Zelda but turn it into a mana game instead. So it has that same top-down... It has the same like top-down... Um, you have a, a fixed grid for a map... Uh, and you can you basically are just moving up, down, left, right, and you've got the two button commands. One of them is slash your sword, and the other one brings up the menu, huh. or uses uses an, uh, the item that you have equipped in the other slot. Huh. Cool. So yeah. it's uh yeah it's it's definitely a, a slice of nostalgia. I didn't I didn't put a whole lot of time into it, but that's interesting. I. I'm trying to wrap my head around like a top down. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I get it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, all of the mana games are kind of that like overhead. Perspective, yeah. So it's not far off from like, I can imagine I, I have not played this game either to be clear, uh, but I can imagine it being, you know, legend of Zelda. So you have the, like, you, you know, the original legend of Zelda, you have that overhead view. One button makes him stick his little sword out or whatever. And then the other button does stuff. I get stuff. It. Yep. Cool. Um, but the the one that I did actually put um, some more time into, um, and I just started this one up yesterday. Uh, JJ, I I uh, cashed in some Sepith for Mira and boarded uh, an airship back to Liberal. We. Let's go. 
Yes. So I don't know what it, any of that means. <laughs> Andy, um, if if you can if you've got the space to write all this down, the legend of heroes trails in the sky the third. Okay, hold on. Legend. I expect you to butcher that next week. Trials. Trials in the heroes. The third. Yep. Okay. You gotta fit Sky in there somewhere. Legend of Sky Heroes. Trials in the heroes. The third. Good enough. How much of it did you play, Michael? So I have played. Uh, I played through the prologue. I played through the first chapter, and I'm into chapter two. Okay. How many doors have you done? Um, I have come. So I've come across about six, but I've only had the right character to open one of them. The the okay. first one that's mandatory. Right. Okay. So. Hmm. <laughs> that side story was that side story was long, yo. Yeah, look, it is. I'm, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I under, I understand that of the three door types, that one has the long side stories. The other ones are are different. Yeah, and there are. I, I will say all the doors are worth going into at least once, just because some of them are extremely silly in a great way. Okay. Uh, some of them are a giant pain to get to, though. And you will know which ones I'm talking about when you come across them. Okay. Uh, but it is worth coming back and seeing all of the story ones. Even if that means coming back much later. Okay. There are certain doors in that game that are like all time great trails content. Uh, or or other ones that are like extremely important for the ongoing lore of the series and things that happen later. So it's. It is worth your time to see all that stuff. Um, I was just wondering how you felt about the like change in the way the game is from uh, the previous ones. Yeah, so that was the first thing that jumped out. It is it is very different. Um, the first two, you know, this it almost it almost feels like a rather than the third, a, like a two and a half, mm-hmm. huh. uh, at least to start with, because it. It doesn't they they did a pretty good wrap of a lot of the parts of the story after the second game. And this one feels like it it builds on it, but it's not necessarily in a direct line, like a direct through arc. Yeah, it's very the whole game is sort of very. Well, you'll you can give your impressions when you have seen it all, but the. The game is almost like a dungeon crawler. Like yeah. you don't, there aren't like big overworlds. You don't run around in towns. You've never described like this series this way as a dungeon crawler. No, because this the, one, I think oh, the yeah. other games are not like this. Correct. This game is very different from the other ones in that it is like running around in dungeons almost the whole game. Why would they change it up like that? Do you know? Uh, I assume because this one was made on a very cheap budget and had to be done quickly, but I uh, don't know. That'll be a bummer. I so it's, that's the, not true. <laughs> it's the FF 13 of the Legend oh, of Heroes sh- game. Shots fired. We're going to get hate mail from very, all the 
I think that game had a very big budget. The problem is they used it terribly. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not necessarily in terms of size of the budget, but in the the feeling of you're on rails until the end of the game. Yeah, there is freedom in this game, but maybe you just haven't seen it yet. The, The point is, though, that like this game is so different in that it is like combat, 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 combat. Hope you like some combat. Also combat. And then here is some story. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, man, this is what I'm here for. You're just like running through these dungeons to get to this next bit (laughs) of of the stuff that you want. So, I, I, you know, uh, but it also does a lot of like asset reuse. I think you have already noticed, Michael, you've been to some places you've been to been before. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe there's a twist on them, probably, but uh, it's definitely some stuff you've seen. Yeah, and chapter chapter two, in fact, starts with uh, you showing up in one of the cities that you spent lots of time in. Mm-hmm. Uh, expect that trend to continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and But it is all your friends. The, the band is getting back together. Yes, very. they, they start that pretty much right off the bat. Uh, so you eventually get uh, yeah, the whole band and then some, I would say, uh, yes. back together in this one. So... Uh, by the end, I wonder if you will come to the same conclusions that I have about which characters are OP compared with other ones. <laughs> um, but I guess we'll find out. I I genuinely really love that game, despite really being completely sick of the combat by the end of it. I think this is the one where uh, about halfway through, I turned it down to easy. Just to get through it. Just to fly through the combat. Because like, I don't care about the combat anymore. Just let me go see the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I honestly am starting to become a, a fan of saying, you know what? I like to see the end of this, but other than that, Sorry, I'm not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that where that falls between just watching like a walkthrough on YouTube or something versus playing it myself. I don't know. I I respect that. I mean, I I like I said, I have done that before in these kinds of games. I'm also a big fan of using Cheat Engine. Um. Which, again, you can use uh, on these games, Michael. Uh, check yep. out Cheat Engine if you get sick of this. Just be like, <laughs> ah, what if I had five more levels and everything was easier? And <laughs> then it, all of a sudden it is, right? Yeah. What if I had 99 of the thing that fills your CP to 100% and lets you do, you know, all that stuff? Like, what if I just used it all the time? Who cares? Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like, I, look, these are my games. I My time is valuable to me. I want to see them. I want to play it but I don't want to deal with like boring grinds. This is what I do. It's fine. And if people like that, they should do it. It's all about what you want to get out of it. I read a article today, actually about this very concept, uh, in the new game near replicant version, 1.22 bunch of numbers. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently that game is actually near replicant square root of 1.5. That's what those numbers come out to, okay. I guess. Okay. So anyway, square root of 1.5. So he meant yeah. it's a 1.5, but he doesn't want people to get excited. I don't know. Anyway, it's, you know, square root of 1.5 is what the numbers come out to. But the, uh, the someone wrote an article about it today praising the game's auto battle system. Oh. That if you turn it on and turn on all the options, basically just... L- makes the game a like giant anime fight every time you see enemies and you just like direct your character towards the bad guys and then they go nuts and like destroy them <laughs> and they can do stuff that you would have like a really annoying time doing but theoretically could because you would have to like go into menus and switch things around with buttons and stuff 
auto battle doesn't need no buttons, man. And so it just like runs around and is using spells and attacks and all this kinds of stuff that you can't do. Uh, you know, it would be tedious for you to do, but looks super sweet. Apparently when the computer's doing it. Yeah. So I, people should use that. And they were arguing that this was the best way to play the game because the combat got super boring after some time for them. Cool. It's great. It's great. It is. Uh, all right, uh, JJ. Yes. So I know what you're about to ask, Andrew. You want to talk about dance battles in Yakuza Five? Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to nail it, and then you didn't. But no, did I nail it though? <laughs> let, I was just about to say it, but let's say you <laughs> nailed it because now I'm interested. So uh, last time we talked about me playing Yakuza Five, I was shooting bears in the woods. Um, that concluded. I or shot bears, quite a lot of bears. Bears, bears, bears were, were attacking dodging you for shooting. Yeah, you, you were, you were right. Yeah, well, I did well. eventually learn how to shoot them. But it, yes, hunting was happening, um, and not like of the most dangerous game, just normal hunting. Uh, and uh, we left that area eventually, and the story moved on. Uh, and now I am following the exploits of a young girl who is training to become a pop idol which means I'm dealing with her taking less dancing lessons and singing lessons and participating in dance battles on the streets of uh, this town. Did you know that there is a name for, uh, for anime music, like the genre of anime music? I mean, if that of course there is, right? Yeah. I think it's like Anna song or something like that, but like there's a whole name for it's not, they're not J pop bands. There are bands that specialize. I mean, all those songs have kind of a similar themes and stuff. So I would, that makes some level of sense, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean all, but they literally like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the name of one of these bands now, but like, not okay. um not Yoko Tano and the Seatbelts. They're not part of this group. They're a real band. But like any of these Japanese bands that uh specialize in that, they have I can't remember the name. If you remember the name of it, email podcast at we were gamers. I'll probably look it up at the end of the podcast. Oh, hey, while, let... while while you're doing that email to podcast at we were gamers, you can follow this podcast on social media at We Were Gamers on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all over the place. Uh, it would be really helpful if you did that to us and, uh, you know, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That'd be really great if you did that. Yeah. Ha! Snail Nailed it. it. Got him. Uh, yeah, it. so the uh, so the dance game uh, in this has basically taken the place of combat because as a young woman, um, you know, like a teenager, essentially, like it's not, she's not running around beating people up. <laughs> so uh, you got to do something. And instead you have like rhythm-based dance games uh, where you sort of compete against the other person to who dances better uh, to various songs. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Were you better at this or Mahjong? Oh, this for sure, because like I can learn the timing. I I can't learn right. strategy in Mahjong. It's really hard, man. I don't know how that works. I just I'm trying to figure out what Yakus's like modus is for what it's Dude. trying to put its people through in, in learning ah. stuff you know what there's I mean? no yakuza is a game that has everything in it it just feels like a lot of what if we did this yeah yep 
I will say uh, these games, I've been playing a bunch of these. I did three and then four and now five. I'm starting to burn out. I think I'm like, you might need kind of caring. Yeah, I think I need a break. And so when I finish five here, it's going to be, I'm going to put a pause on the Yakuza for a while. uh, Even though I know Yakuza 6 is already out. uh, And and do some other stuff for a while. Okay. Need to need to recharge that, uh, that Yakuza. Hey man, find your fun because I, I've, I have that problem with uh, RPGs right now. I'm just burnt. I can't. I don't have the energy right now for that long a thing, and so I need to find the one that's like going to get me back in. But we'll see. But find your fun, even if it's not Yasuka. Maybe it's uh, instead giving us a recap of this baseball period of time. I don't know what you call it anymore. It wasn't a season. So uh, a season. It, it has a uh, it has a name. This was the second on season of the expansion era. Okay. Uh, and we are now entering the second off season. Okay. Just as a quick recap, because we don't have to spend a ton of time on it. They've done a lot of stuff. They continue to do a lot of stuff, but I feel like it's, it's kind of hit a during the on season time there's some few crazy things that happen but you have to wait for the next off season for the big changes yeah pretty much yeah all right any standouts from this on season for you uh the tigers were in dead last this season yep uh weighed down by the e-density of our team being way too high (laughs) um so it really just cratered the team like we had no chance really yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to win a game when you're like, oh, every point you score is actually oppositesville. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, it's not that bad. But like, it, I don't understand exactly the the mechanics behind what e density is. But all the teams have it, and it's like some level of measurement of like how likely stuff is to go your way, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it, it's like some kind of evening factor. And the higher your E density is, you sink, right? And, like, the lighter it is, you float up to the top. That's kind of how, like, you can think about it. So, like, very high levels of E density are bad. And E density is increased when you have players with high ego. And high ego is accrued by being (laughs) MVPs. Okay. Yeah. So, Tigers have had several people who are very high up on the the idle leaderboards for a number of turns. Yeah, a long time. And that causes the team overall to be weighed down. Uh, additionally, last season, one of our better pitchers was uh, I don't know, traded off the team for a pitcher who is abysmal, uh, just... and which causes you to lose like a lot of games. Right? We only have three pitchers, so like one third of your games are going to be losses. Essentially, it's tough. I have to. I have to be honest about the the better you get, the worse you get momentum of that game is very hard to maintain an interest in sometimes i mean you know you're pulling against the fan bases of all these other teams absolutely right? like if your t- if your team is amazing they're gonna be like who on their team can we yep. take sure. to make mm-hmm. us amazing right yeah you know so it, yeah it, you know it, it, you have to take kind of a more holistic view some absolutely. other cool stuff had definitely happened for sure uh the tigers got fire blood as their blood type uh which is rad i think because that sounds pretty sweet. I mean, it makes I sense. I assume that means if you try to get incinerated, then good things happen instead. Uh, no, we we the Tigers are already fireproof as a team, and so can never be incinerated. Uh, however, they have fire blood, and fire blood means that uh, they have a small chance of throwing double strikes. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Huge shenanigans? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> double strikes. <laughs> uh, also, the ballpark has like, like basically this season was like a lot of people messing around with ballparks. We talked about the grind rail before, right? Yeah. Yes. That's super dumb. Okay. <laughs> Love the idea. You can just grind from first to third. Yeah. Well, if you're good at skating. Uh, other, yeah. If you're bad, you're going to fall off. Uh, there is other things that were built were the hotel motel and the oh, hotel, hotel motel creates holiday innings during the <laughs> early part of the season, which allow your team to party instead of score and partying, uh, is a mechanic that causes your characters to slightly increase their stats. Wow. Uh, they, we built birdhouses, which increased the number of times that birds come to our ballpark and I think almost all I think all teams built a smithy in their ballparks at the end of this season, which will repair items. Items are also a big thing now. Characters or, or players have individual slots for items now. Okay. And the items yeah, we are like that. the items are like Diablo stuff where like you can get a bat of intelligence <laughs> or a ring of dexterity. And things like that. And they have like weird stats all over them that change different attributes that mean something to people who know what any of the attributes in the baseball do, which is not me. Um, but it's pretty good. I, I still enjoy poking around at this like very, I like, I'm not on the discord really much anymore. I go yeah. in and I like, I see what the, see what's happened to the tigers this week and, you know, bit up, uh, you know, my coins and, then just kind of do it. I you can make a crazy a, amount of money now. Yeah, I have fallen into a similar pattern. I have kind of set the game to make money. I check in maybe twice a week now. I I, I genuinely that you can make millions of coins by yep. going down to one item slot. Yep, and using it all on this one particular guy. I just make like millions of coins. I still think it's a fun thing. I still think if you're into it, uh, you're not wasting your time. It's very cool. Uh, yeah. It's just hard. It's just hard to keep it with everything. It moves, it moves fast enough that you kind of have to be paying attention to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the big stuff around, you know, the various gods and whatnot is still ongoing. Uh, a lucrates, lu- lucrates, I think is how you say it. Okay. They put like the umlauts and stuff over it. Um, was introduced this season as the quote unquote historian, um, but basically he's just bringing loot crates for players to get <laughs> items out of. Uh, that's kind of his whole thing, right? Uh, and apparently, our friend the uh, the squid was appointed not just food and beverage director, but now also tour guide. Cool. Um, so nice. Oh boy, I like baseball. Yeah. Uh, you should not try to play base baseball uh, at the same time that maybe you watch Invincible. Valiant think, effort there. I, yeah, Invincible. Invincible. Anyway, uh, I can't watch that show distracted at all. I get yeah, sucked not, immediately no. into it. Thoughts? It's not. It's not one of those that you can like watch with a podcast on or whatever. It's not that kind of show. No, the show. The show itself is the distraction. 
Yeah. Uh, spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about the most recent uh, cliffhangery Invincible episode because there's only one left. We're not going to talk about Winter Soldier. So you don't have to worry about that in the spoiler warning. Uh, for the two of you, what do you think after that big episode seven where uh, Nolan finds out maybe he's not so sneaky after all? Yeah, I mean, I think the. You know, this was the central, or at least they sort of framed it as the central through line, right? Yeah. It was always going to go this way, right? In theory, yeah. Like this was the this was the the culmination of all of the plot points so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still loving it. I think it's still really hitting the notes that I had hoped it would from the comic. And uh, man, you know, I never thought that. I don't know. I casting is not that that big a deal, right? Especially in a animated show. It's, it is what it is, but JK Simmons did not strike me as the blazing superhero Superman, every stronger than everyone type when you cast him, you know, he seems mm-hmm. like he still has his, uh, he still has his J Jonah Jameson vibes for me in my head personally. Yeah, I still hear it a little bit. I, and my kids watch Zootopia a good amount. And so, you know, he's the mayor in that who's kind of silly. Uh, let's say he's just like a foil bad guy. Uh, not really a bad guy, a foil, but you know what I mean? Um, and so, like, I never thought I would fear in a weird way J.K. Simmons's voice. but when he gets hit with that laser and he looks at the screen and says like something along the lines of like you better not you wouldn't dare i was like oh my god i got chills i love a good nuke it from space moment pretty great uh my wife had another moment of like no one else would think of that when all the dead birds fell from the sky oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know I don't know. Um, it's hitting great for me. I don't know how you guys are feeling about it so far and what you think of that, that cliffhanger. Um, I, I Honestly, I thought at first that this episode was going to be robots episode. Yeah, they really steer you that way, huh? The first, the first part of it is, mm-hmm. is it, you know, find, finally finding out what he's been up to this whole time you know, making himself the new body and, and manipulating the Mahler twins who definitely need their own spinoff, by the way. That was the best realization when you type that into the chat. I was like, yes, you're right. Yes, you're absolutely right. They do need their own spinoff. The best part of being a clone is you always know what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they're like tossing the parts back and forth. So good. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, then they, they pivot and you get the... Um, that everything starts to come out about Nolan. Um, and then you get the team up between father and son because Mark is, is basically the only one who's still in the dark. Right. Yeah. He's the only one left that hasn't been figured, hasn't either figured it out or been told. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty funny. Um, 
Yeah, and yeah. then you get the the immortal comes back, which was yeah. totally unexpected. Did that did that shock Crazy. you? Yeah, I, so I I you know I knew that there was something there was something to that moment when the Mahler twins had said they need some insurance. Yeah, but I had I had divorced that from the main storyline in my head as part of the robot storyline. Right. You think that that's going to be related to robot, right? Like you think, no, cause that was the, in- that was the intention. Right. Of course. Their original intention. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I like that. Like, Aha. Obey us. Right. And then it's like, Oh no. I love yeah. that. Uh, I think we got bad schematics. Yeah. You think it's <laughs> just <laughs> like, no kidding. Oh man. But yeah, the, uh, the, the realization that those characters were not just there to die and make you think of a bad guy, but like, yeah, his name's the immortal. Well, why didn't, why didn't uh, Cecil resurrect him? Cecil's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like the smartest guy in the show so far. Oh man. Pretty good. Pretty good. I loved, I love, I really loved, and I hope they bring it back um that they did some flashbacks to um the immortal being actually you know really really old so you kind of understand that he just didn't get his superpowers recently yeah that was cool i mean the like the flashbacks basically told me like this man is the highlander that's like yeah. kind of what i got out of that uh uh right yeah because if he's not killed by another highlander right or well not just that but like that you know the highlanders had superpowers because there were only so many of them or whatever and they lived forever because that was the thing right yeah and like yeah and so he's like he was the highlander because he was the last one or had lived for forever the longest or something like that and he's like, very oh, yeah, much okay. like the highlander yes i will say uh in your estimation that what you have there is pretty correct i i didn't really put those two together but yeah uh pretty great him coming back like that in my view and then using him in front of the news helicopters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Mark. Oh yeah. True. Right. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's the moment for Mark is when he, when he kills him the second time. Yep. Right. That's essentially like, you know, the, the Mark being told in front of him. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to let his dead body slide off of my fist and then say, Mark, we need to talk. We need and to then- talk. Yeah, right. A little late there, Dad. Yeah, little fade, fade to black, and then fade to black God, with no what a scene. cliffhanger. No what scene. Yeah, and I think I think that that was clever too. The the manipulation of the audience to expect that scene after the fade out every time, so that this one happens and it fades out, and you're like, "That's it." <laughs> yep. Uh huh. I I love it. I, I like I said I never expected to get chills from J.K. Simmons, and uh, I pretty I mean I hope they, they just make the him comic. so menacing. They just make they him really so do, menacing. and they but if you look at how they drew him, it's still him, and yet you look at it, and you're just like my God, he is so. There's something so off about the way he's delivering it, which is correct. Not not that he's off the, but the way that he delivers it is just that slightly bit divorced from being a human being. Right. He's just doesn't yeah. seem to get what's wrong with what he's doing. Yeah. The voice work is just fantastic. Yeah. If um, you a total, total aside, but if you want more of JK Simmons in that, in more of a like coldly calculating role, watch the movie whiplash. 
which is what his I was just about to say, isn't that his uh Oscar nomination? Yes. Yeah, so you've got at least three at least two Oscar nominees leading this thing opposite each other, right? You've got Mark who's Steve Ewan and uh and JK Simmons who's also been nominated for an Oscar. So they're not playing around. <laughs> it's uh it's not our yeah. cartoons from when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited to see it wrap up. I'm yeah. I'm interested where they go and then what they choose to not wrap up or is left to continue forward since I assume they spent enough money they're going to do another season. Right? I really I have to imagine by now it's been greenlit even if it hasn't been greenlit publicly. Yeah, you would think so. They're just waiting to announce it, I assume. I can't I, I can't find bad reviews of this show that from people that didn't make it through the first one maybe but you know mm-hmm. beyond that i think everyone's kind of enamored with the uh what they've accomplished here the subversion of expectations which is what the comic did it's just what it didn't catch on that that strongly i don't think yeah i think yeah. it's also like it hits I mean, we talked about how it hits a little different in motion as opposed to just being on the page but i think also the idea of a comic subverting the expectations of comics is also something that's been done a lot more Yeah. than seeing that actually done in animation, which is like, yeah, there have been cartoons that subvert your expectations about cartoons, right? Like yeah. South Park kind of started as that, sure. right? Like yeah. 20 years ago or whatever. But like this is a like a way different kind of that. Yeah. And it's, it's certainly, you know, there's a lot less of it in – TV and animation than there is in comics. So it's a, it's great. I'm yeah. As I am super interested where they go. Oh, Mahershala Ali's in this too. That's another Oscar. Oh yeah. There you go. That's an Oscar winner right there. I oh. mean, so is JK Simmons. JK Simmons, Simmons won? won. Yeah. JK Simmons won. That's right. One for that. Yeah. So we got two yeah. Oscar winners, a nominee. Anyway, uh, Jason Manzukas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of extreme violence, JJ. Yes. Hello. Uh, <laughs> synonymous with extreme violence, <laughs> JJ. It's me. Rage. Uh, how many times did they yell fatality in that new Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, once. Oh, that's no, not no. enough. No, 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 it's too many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, it shouldn't be right. too many times. No, no, Andrew, look, okay. Uh, I watched that Mortal Kombat movie. I like. I genuinely enjoy personally that first Mortal Kombat movie I from do too. the 90s. There's nothing wrong that with movie, it. I mean there's a lot wrong with it, but there's nothing there's wrong with it. There's a lot wrong with it, right? <laughs> in terms of like filmmaking craft, it is bereft. However, <laughs> in terms of you enjoyment, it is great. Sure. And yeah. this movie feels like they had a lot more budget uh-huh. and then they spent it on the wrong stuff. Oh boy. Uh not they, a script, huh? No, uh-uh, not a script. I I read someone's uh, opinion online that this feels like Mortal Kombat fan fan fiction, all the way up to including the self insert character. Oh no! Mm. Because, and I think the most controversial thing to talk about in the whole thing is there is a new unnamed main character 
who is just a guy. I mean, that is more upsetting to me based on our previous conversation than even that. that, Oh, man. I didn't know that. Cole, the MMA fighter, is your, like, main character of this movie. Did they do this because they thought they needed to add uh, diversity to the movie? Uh, No, because I will say, like, a large majority of the characters in this are Asian, of Asian descent. Right. Uh all the ones you would expect to be based on their original heritages. Sure. So okay. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Shang Tsung, Kung Lao, Raiden. Scorpion's not like, a white guy with white hair? Dang. No, surprisingly. <laughs> I mean, they could have made him a skeleton, I guess, you know? It could yeah. have been that, right? That's yeah. the other thing. Uh, anyway, so, you know, but uh, this is a deeply flawed movie. <laughs> so, at, okay, on a, uh, Let's, on a script level, Let's right? take a time out here and talk about Cole, since you brought him up. Sure. Because it ties into something Michael needs to weigh in on here. Okay. So they add an unnamed, random, just f- regular human fighter, right? I mean, it turns out he's not regular. And oh, he's, okay. You know, he's been chosen. And, yeah, okay. Sure, blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. But no, no relation to the games. Why not have that person be Johnny Cage? I mean, no, 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 no. Michael's job is to weigh in on this, not yours. I've heard your arguments. (laughs) I don't know. Michael, there's no Johnny Cage in this movie. So, the lack of the lack of Johnny Cage, yeah, Yeah, the lack of Johnny Cage, I don't think would bother me necessarily. But okay. if they're gonna have someone in the movie who is essentially Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage without being <laughs> Johnny Cage, then it just raises a whole lot of questions. So this guy isn't like Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is like famous and successful. Guys sure, not yeah. successful nor famous. So, but is he doing you know, the same stuff Johnny Cage would do? So it depends what you mean by that. Because if you think Johnny Cage is like an everyman, then yes. But if you think Johnny Cage is what he has become in this game, where he's like a cocky Hollywood actor who is like larger than life and throws, you know, fireballs or whatever, uh, then no. Okay. Hmm. Okay. My argument, Michael, was that this is the first movie and they brought in people from other MK movies or games and then didn't leave in people from MK1. It's very confusing to me. It's true. Okay. Like Johnny Cage is not in this movie yet. There are characters from MK two and MK three that are not wrong. I don't know. They don't really follow the story even of the original mortal Kombat either, because there's no tournament in this movie either, which is like a whole thing also. Oh, that what? Yeah. No tournament, buddy. They're talking about the tournament the whole time, but they never actually get to the tournament. Okay, so the tournament is is a MacGuffin. Kind of. I whatever. I I don't want to discuss the plot too much because it doesn't really matter. You're not here for that. <laughs> if you're here to watch a bunch of people do some cool fighting, there is that. Is it cool but fighting I, though? Yeah, that's the other problem. Yeah, I've heard. It, so there are certainly some really cool fight scenes. There's one in the very beginning which is like legitimately quite good. Um sad that it is one of the best ones and it's in the first like six minutes oh no 
Um, but there are some like really fun fight scenes in this movie. The problem is that like, you're kind of just like, okay, I don't care about anything else. <laughs> like let's, let's move along to the next fight scene. Is that first one, the, the scorpion fight, the scorpion versus sub zero in the past. I saw, yeah, I saw an extended tease of the intro. And so I watched that fight. You know why they put that out? It's really good. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah. They spent months uh, probably planning that one and nothing else. Or maybe, uh, certainly, certainly a possibility. I think uh, the, yeah, what else? I, I don't know what else to say. The, uh, I, a character I ended up liking a lot more than I expected was Kano. They okay. carry forward. The Kano is a like cocky joking Australian thing. Yep. which is not, not a thing in any of the games and was only in that first Mortal Kombat movie, which I think is great. <laughs> um, so they are, they are also... So the other thing I don't like about this movie is it is making a lot of like references and nods towards stuff in Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat lore that like fans of the, those games and the, the lore in general would get. But then they always sort of do the like, Look at us making a reference, huh? Huh? Kind of thing. And I, I hate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You don't like, need to, to hit me over the head with it. If you want to put a cool thing on a wall in the background, do it, right? Yeah. But then don't slowly pan the camera across it. Okay. That kind of stuff, right? Or like they have a cameo and you're like, oh, cool. That, that was a cameo from someone that I know. You don't need to like, again, like wink and nod at the camera every time you do that. Or the character says the thing, right? You don't need to like full frame center of the screen. He says the thing like it. It's that kind of stuff. Um, well, it, you got to you got to imagine this was supposed to come out in theaters. So you full frame and put him in the center of the screen and give everyone in the audience the chance to cheer and scream when he says, get over here. I guess. Yeah. I uh, also the the story does some has some dumb ideas about things that it needs to explain and things that it doesn't. It's like they spend a whole bunch of time talking about like how this guy learns to throw fireballs and there's a dude over here that shoots lightning, the dude that shoots an eye laser out of his eye and all this other stuff. And they don't explain that. They talk about the guy throwing fireballs though. You don't need to explain it, guys. It's okay. We got these other dudes. They're doing magical stuff. He can do magical stuff too. It's fine. Yeah. Like it. It doesn't need to be explained like this. And they spend time on that. It's and you're just like, who cares about this? Let's go. And it contributes to that feeling for me. I didn't have a terrible time watching it, but if I was paying for this, you, you know, had a terrible time thinking about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like if I had paid fifteen dollars to watch this movie, I would have been like, man, I should have watched something else, right? Right. But since I had it, since I had the HBO subscription already, it was like, well, all right, this is free. <laughs> nice. Which in that respect, people should go see it. If you have that subscription, it's free. Might yeah. as well. Should they though? Or should they do something else with their time? It depends on how valuable you think your time is. <laughs> okay. Fair point. All right. Well, uh, you should send how valuable you think your time is and whether or not you listen to our podcast because of it to. You could send that to podcast at we were gamers.com. Uh, our email address. We are also on social media at we were gamers on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube. If you search for we were gamers, all one word. 
those are the places. There's fun stuff on YouTube. It goes in playlists. Yeah, it's very good. There's visualizers. Yeah. There go, you go watch. Be, be mesmerized. So I, I got to leave you guys with one one invincible tidbit here uh, that I just discovered and I think is fantastic. Uh, so the it's a bit part in the in the show, but Mark's principal at his high school is named Principal Winslow. <laughs> they got Reginald Vell Johnson to do the voice of the principal, famous for playing Carl Winslow. I love it. Oh, okay. Got it. That's cool. I'm in. I'm into that. I totally didn't make that connection. That's wonderful. I I wouldn't have noticed if I, I weren't would... going through the the cast list. Man, if they could just start doing things like bringing him back, and he, he could like be Al Powell in a different one, like you know, wasn't he also in? Uh... What else was he in? I know he was in Die Hard. What else did they sneak him into? Back in the day. Hmm. Hey, if you know things that Reginald Vell Johnson was in. <laughs> Podcast. So we were gamers. Turner and Hooch. He was in Turner and Hooch. Oh. No? Nobody yeah, remembers you're right. One. You're right. He's the he's the dude that uh He's also a police officer in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's a cop in that one. He's replacing <laughs> he's replacing Tom Hanks, remember? Tom Hanks is leaving for the big city, so Reginald Vale Johnson shows up to take his job. Yep. Which is pretty good. I like that. Oh man. Those are the things I remember him from. I'm sure there are many, many more. Oh, Dude, oh, uh, Anison is the name in the genre. Like if song, but you take off the G. That's that. Got it. Yep. There we go. Podcast over. That's the most useless fact of the decade. <laughs> <laughs>